This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go, Buffalo Channel. On WGR Sports Radio 550. I've never been to the Combine, but every year I hear about the action at that steakhouse and the socializing that goes on. I don't know what the calendar for that stuff is. I know the calendar for when the running and the jumping and the pushing and the throwing. That's still yet to come. But I want to think right now, Sal, it'll be a problem if he probably if he is because it'll be noisy. But that Sal is like at that restaurant. Sean Payton is over his left shoulder. Uh, Der- <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah over his right. Everybody's there. Is it not that time of week yet, Sal? I mean, you'll, you'll be there, I want to think, when the time comes. It's a little too early in the evening for that. Let's just say that okay. right now, okay? I mean, I it's so. only 5.06 p.m. here in Indianapolis like it is in Buffalo. Um, I do have a dinner reservation tonight with a few friends, and we may or may not be going to a place where those kinds of things sort themselves out and happen. But, yeah, it is the happening place. It's a great city. It's great restaurants, and you're right. There are a few different places in town uh, where you'll find several of those people just hanging out and then, you know, out and about. A little bit later. So, yeah, that's tonight. Um, and that's just kind of the winding down of a, a busy day. It's really a busy day for everybody hustling and bustling and things like that. And then you get back after it tomorrow. And, you know, as the week goes on, it's more about the prospects. The first couple of days are really more about the teams themselves. By, by the way, and this almost came up yesterday. You were talking about Mike Tomlin at one point and how coaches interact a little bit mm-hmm. at the combine. I think that would be maybe my favorite thing to observe. Not that they would all be at this one place, but I know some of them who go out and some media friends of mine have told me about conversations they've had with coaches that are pretty laid back, Um, you know, because not every coach, needless to say, would be laid back about it, you know, like protecting secrets or just what. So it'd be fun to be able to observe them and see how comfortable they are interacting with each other and, you know, you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, It is interesting, you know, kind of seeing – the different interactions that go on even out of the podium, right? Like to me, that that's I really kind of come to appreciate and respect like the time that some of these guys do give to the media. Like yesterday, we're with McDermott, and this happens every year though, where McDermott speaks to the podium, and then I mean he takes a good hour to go on every like TV one on one do an interview, and Bean does the same thing, and that's why you'll see a lot of the Bills you know, beat reporters and media, 
they'll have their own little one-on-one videos. And then I get a chance to talk as well. And we, we talk about different things and, you know, there's audio, there's video, things like that. But I, I just appreciate the fact that they do that. And it's not just them. A lot of them do it. So like today I'm, you know, chatting with Aditi Kinkawabla from CBS and I'm on the extra point show. And I said, Hey, you know, do you have five minutes here? And she said, yeah. And then all of a sudden she goes, Oh, hold on. You know, the Steelers, somebody from the Steelers was coming over and like, because she wanted to talk to that person just stops and gives her a lot of time. And that's what happens here. And it's really good. It's relationship building. And I appreciate, you know, those people in those environments doing that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's a hundred percent why you would want your team to send the people there to send your coaches and GMs there because it's an opportunity to, you know, fans are, are starving for this content, even if it's, not all that filling. <laughs> they still want. They still want to eat it. They still want to consume it. So it's an opportunity to, with really no, no real downside. I mean, I guess you could go there and say something really stupid and step in it and really regret it. But it's just an opportunity to get your, you know, get stories and and TV time for your team. For sure. And um, there's always new coaches every year. There's always new GMs every year, right? And you kind of see you know the lay of land for them and you kind of watch them interact a little bit as well and like for me an aha moment today was when dan campbell walked by me now that i've never seen dan campbell i don't think i've ever been that close to dan campbell though he is one large dude like i mean if i'm going to a bar fight i am picking dan campbell to come with me right i mean that's it, it is just amazing right but little things like that you're like holy cow there's dan campbell he's so big and he's walking by so you're right but you're right bulldog as far as the content and you know that's why one Bills Live is there, and right next to them is the Houston Texans, and right behind them is the Steelers, and I see the Raiders, and you can go through Giants and Commanders. Everybody's there. Everybody brings their own team content teams as well, and that's a really good opportunity for them to kind of you know get all their stuff and a lot of the stuff that they need for the next several months. The NFL's done it right. You know They own the calendar. We know that. Now is the combine, free agency, then owners meetings, then the NFL draft, then the schedule release, and you know they they've done a really good job of understand how to, understanding how to really own all of that. Sal Capaccio at the combine in, in Indianapolis this week. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, here on WGR. Brandon Bean spoke today. Bulldog and I talked about some of the topics that emanated from his press conference uh, at the start of today's show. Von Miller and others. For you, Sal, whether it's about Miller or something else, what do we learn from Bean today? I don't ask that. I mean, I, I, I'm I enjoy listening to him. I'm not trying to set up a situation here where well, nothing, you know, we didn't learn anything. But um, what what about you? Like, what was new today for you from him? So I just finished and posted at WGR550.com what I thought was to me the most kind of revealing thing, which is the 255 million dollars in the salary cap. Like he said, his quote is. He was smiling. You know, I mean, like, this is a situation we all know the Bills do not have a lot of cap space. And they're going to kind of have to squeeze dollars and move money around. He talked about that. But he said they budgeted for 240s. He even said when they were hearing it could be close to 250, they were like, all right, yeah, that's really nice. And then 255. I mean, so guys, to me, that's like $10 million found money for the Bills, essentially, right? And for him to kind of talk about smiling and, yeah, that was really nice, that was interesting to me. So I, I think we all understand the Bills are in a challenging situation here, and the Bills know that. They're, they're not going to be wild spenders. They don't have all this money you know, free in the salary cap. But I do think that they're probably in a better spot internally the way they think they can operate than a lot of people externally view them.
Yeah. No, I think that's for sure that's right. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if we'll have a way to really gauge this. I guess just what the contracts look like once free agency opens. Um, You know, it could just be a case where everybody has more money to spend, so therefore guys get spent more and guys cost more and the money just, you know, it it evaporates just as quickly. But, yeah, I mean, Sal, if, if they were planning on, you know, 243 and now have 255, maybe a reason he's smiling is like, I don't know, an extra $11 million or $10 million might be Daquan Jones and A.J. Epinesa, at least for a year, right. you know, like cap-wise for one year. Um, yeah, it just might give them the opportunity to hang on to a couple of guys that they might have thought they had no chance to keep. I agree, and I think I mentioned to you guys, too, one of the things, you know, they're doing restructures now. Um, th- this is the week where that starts to happen. We know Connor McGovern, he confirmed today, Connor McGovern has been restructured. That's going to free <laughs> Excuse me. Free up about a little less than four million dollars. Um, he said they're talking with other players, doing the same thing. Whether it's restructures, contract extensions. He mentioned that reworking contracts. What does reworking mean? What does that mean? Like pay cut, right? I mean something like that mm-hmm. could happen with some guys. That I think that what happens with the ten million, maybe you don't have to go as far as you thought you'd have to go there meaning you don't have to push as much money down the road mm-hmm. to allow you to kind of do the things you wanted to do but not have it to be as much at the expense of the next couple of years where it also allows you to operate. But you're right about what you said, Bulldog, which is it's not necessarily even, okay, here's all this money to go out and sign all these guys. It's, hey, maybe we can keep one or two of our own that we thought we might lose, and that would really help us a lot. You are writing prolifically on this trip. Uh, last night we talked about your article on the defensive line. There are several interesting dilemmas or uh, decisions to make mm-hmm. uh, on the defensive line. Starting with Von Miller, as you did in the article, seems like the right choice. Is there any decision to make at all? The only way there would be, Mike, I think, is if something happened with his legal situation in Texas. But Brandon Bean today said they have not heard anything different, and they are operating as if, you know, there's not going to be a change. So, no. The answer to your question would be no. There shouldn't be a decision. However, how he, how they view his health and his production, and that's all tied in, will, to me, be a domino effect on the others, other decisions made. So I think it starts with him because of that, but he's not the guy that their decision has to be made on. Right, and that's what do they think they're going to get from him, right? Do they need mm-hmm. – how, how? of course they're going to – I mean, they, they want a rotation anyway. So even if he's what he was two years ago, Sal, he's going to play, you know, what, 50% of the snaps maybe? So, somewhere in that right. range probably. So you, you're going to need to fill out your roster there. But if those are 50% of your defensive end or edge rusher snaps and they're, you know, above average Von Miller snaps – then maybe you don't have to think about a Leonard Floyd, say. As nice as he was, he really was a Von Miller replacement, uh, ostensibly. So, yeah, I mean, and, and they're, you know, they're the ones who know that. Like, we're going to have no clue until Von Miller starts playing games because I don't even know what the summer will really tell us um, about, you know, what kind of form he's in. But what can they know before that, right? Like, what, what this is one thing from your article, too, if I may, Bulldog, like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. How will the Bills know how to predict what, you know, level he'll be at, to put it one way? Yeah, I agree. And it's a challenge. That's that's 
really the key. They have to correctly guess, and I even put the, put the word guess in the article, Mike, which is mm. he's got to make an educated guess, Brandon Bean, according to – now, that's going to be a way more educated guess than you or I will make because he's going right. to talk to Von Miller. He's going to talk to the medical team about Von Miller, right? And they're going to at least come up with some sort of, okay, this is where we think he'll be. Now, maybe last year they didn't really guess properly because of how it all wound up playing out, and they really were hoping he'd be at a better level. Um, but it did not work out, I think, the way most people had hoped. But he did mention today how, you know, late in the year he did have that game where he sat um, against New England, but then the last few games, including Miami and the two playoff games, that you started to see a little bit. Now, I think that's probably going to get them to, okay, you know, we're going to carry that into the offseason. He should be better with all the rest and more rehab he's going to be doing. But you're right. They have to guess on that. Um, you know, and that, that, is that, that impacts what you're going to do with, like you said, AJ Panessa, you have Leonard Floyd, who to me, I think is going to be too hard to get back. But I mean, if you know, if you think that Von Miller just won't be able to, you got to find someone like Leonard Floyd again. But if you think Von Miller can get back to even a semblance of what he could have been, you know, uh, in two years ago before the injury, then you don't have to do something like that. With Sal Capaccio. So on Epinesa, at this point, what is his value as you see it to the league? Like, is he somebody that you think maybe teams would be hot for? Or can he be the next Bills player, you know, that hasn't been amazing the whole time, but came on and had some, had some moments that they can find a way to keep without um, before he gets to market or just some way or another? He's a tricky one for me because – I don't think he's command this like really big salary, okay? But I do think that teams, some teams, there's going to be at least one team and probably more that view him as an ascending player who will have a more prominent role on their team with more snap counts. Um, he, to me, has made some plays. He hasn't been this, oh, my God, you have to concentrate on him all the time, pass rusher. But I think he's been a valuable player. I think the Bills would love to have him back at the same kind of role, but I don't think they're going to pay what another team probably views that they can use him and pay him more. It doesn't mean it's going to be astronomical, but I just have this feeling that a team's going to say, ascending player, we could put him in our system, he's going to play a little more, let's give him a little more money than the Bills can match. Yeah, this is where, to me, I think we talked about this the other day, <clears throat> where a, a team maybe, you know, scouts, GM, an assistant GM at the time that's now a GM that really liked him coming out of Iowa but couldn't get their hands yep. on him and, like, you know, has been watching him and just sort of like, man, I, I just feel like that guy could really help us. I agree. And even teams like, let's say, the Giants, right? Joe Shane was here when they drafted him. He was a part of that. Brian Dable, of course, right on the other side of the ball. But there, mm -hmm. you always have these kinds of tie-ins where, okay, well – didn't he's a free agent now you know we know what we're getting though let's bring him in people make fun of the bills the carolina panthers connection mm -hmm. <laughs> and i understand why when all that happened but that's how the league works you you have you have a profile on a player you know him you've been around him you know what his work ethic is so i wouldn't rule out teams like that teams that may have had people in the bills organization but you're right just teams that might have liked him coming out of college and they couldn't get him and think you know what he fit in our system a little bit better what's on tap tomorrow Tomorrow we're going to have more GMs speaking, and I think some head coaches as well. But tomorrow we're going to have more prospects also um, coming in and hitting the podium, hitting the 
uh, the workout facility. You know what? I have to actually look and see. I think it's tomorrow. I have it right here, actually. I'll, I'll tell you. But I know today defensive linemen and linebackers started. Okay, here you go. Tomorrow, Wednesday, um, it will be defensive backs and tight ends uh, will be showing up. And, um, okay. And then, so that's a hockey yeah, show so for us. Be, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, they'll, they, I don't think they talk until Friday, but they'll start showing up. I started oh, okay. to see some guys down there today. So defensive linemen and linebackers today, like I started seeing those guys around the convention center. They were, they were showing up, and then tomorrow they really start getting after it and talking, so they'll be a part of like the podium and all that. DBs, of course. I, the joke didn't really work because DBs could very much be a position <laughs> that the Bills are interested no, in No, that's here. right. Well, uh, I mean, on, on that note, I mean, I, I, I did ask – Brandon Bean about Tredavious White. He's, he's an interesting guy this offseason, right, guys? Which is, you know, he's got this high, and I even said to him, look, he, he's got a high salary at his age coming off the injuries. Like, how do you work through that? And, you know, Bean talked about how the, the, the player himself and the DNA of the person and the character of how hard they're going to work matters when thinking about that. And I just get the sense, and I've, I've always felt this, but I still feel this and certainly don't know for sure the Bills could do anything. I just get the sense the Bills aren't interested in moving off Tredavious White at this time, and they're going to allow that to work itself out and get him back and hopefully play. Now, I don't know, maybe if they rework his contract in some way. I understand why that can be something you know you might want to do. I, I just don't agree with, right now, people who say that they should just move right on or they're going to move right on. I don't think that's going to happen. I've certainly considered that, but the reworking of the contract might be a good alternative. Uh, to that of course the player has to be agreeable to that right they can't just do it um so like i want i wonder how white would view that that could cut both ways like he's he's spilling it hard to try to rehab which he did two years ago as well and maybe he feels like i'm giving you everything i've got here even though i'm not on the field um and you want me to take a pay cut like what but Mm -hmm. you know I don't know if the alternative is maybe getting released. I mean, it it can be touchy, I guess. I feel like, you know, there's 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 such a relationship there that sometimes it it can it can make it more difficult than it than it should be. Yeah, that's right. And to what you said, you're right. In that situation, he would have to agree because this isn't a situation where they would take base salary and turn it into signing bonus and lower his cap number. They can do that. But, man, then you're pushing even more money down the road, and if you don't know if he's going to come back healthy, that's even worse for you. But in your scenario, you're right, Bulldog. You'd have to, he'd have to agree to a pay cut. He's on the books for $8.3 million in a base salary and a $16.4 million cap number. That's pretty large, but there's not much they can do with that unless they really do release or take a pay cut, or they just let him you know, play on it. Talked earlier, too, about what the tipping point might be in the secondary with Poyer if Hyde, Hyde leaves, you know, would that change? Would that How would that affect, if it would, what they think about keeping Poyer and then White also? I mean, different position, but th- there's the possibility, you're hearing the arguments, and so are we, that the Bills might think they're better off without all of those guys. I mean, that's, that's just such a big change. Uh, how do you replace them? Boy, it's going to be, in some ways, just talking about the Bills this offseason – I think will be will be relatively flat because like it's another loss to the Chiefs and everything that we've been over and over losing at home like how do you sort of pump it up but with with White with Miller with Hyde and Poyer as long as that might drag on it doesn't have to drag on for very long actually uh the wide receiver position individually there's a, there's a lot to look at yeah yeah and you know Hyde and Poyer 
you know, every time they seem to talk about them, it seems like it's in the past tense and yep. it's very reflective on their careers. You just get the sense that, you know, neither will be around. But Jordan Boyer still is under contract, not for a huge amount of money. They can make that work. They can do it. That might be one of those deals where they'll kind of carry it and see, you know, where they are and what they get in the free in free agency mm-hmm. and in the draft before making a decision. But I just get a feeling that, you know, Micah Hyde probably won't be playing in a Buffalo Bills uniform uh, anymore if he does play at all in the league. Um, so that's one right there. They're going to have some changes and, and some positions, that's for sure. You know, what White's recovery and, and what they can know about it and how, you know, what their expectations may be about it could play a role in what they do at safety, too. And not, I know we've talked right. about this before, and I feel like you've shot it down, the idea of White moving to safety. But Benford has been talked about as someone who could make that switch. And if they have Tredavious White and Rasul Douglas, if they feel like they can count on starting corners, then maybe the position switch for Benford gets back on a front burner. Possibly. I, I, I mean, there's there's a group there. Rasul Douglas has also played a little bit of safety in Green Bay. And he actually, I think, could translate to safety in this system. But, man, he was so good when he played a corner. You don't want to do that necessarily. And so was and I think Benford was – yeah, it was so good, right? So do you really want to do that? I think – you know, you're right, Bulldog. It's Tredavious White. And the other guy, it's Kyrie Elam. Like, what are you going to get from Kyrie Elam? If Kyrie Elam just suddenly shows up on the scene in, you know, May, and they're like, hey, this kid's figuring it out, suddenly you have some riches at corner, and you have to try to move some things around. I, I think right now it's these guys are corners, and we're going to address the safety position with safeties, and then we will – make that determination if it ever comes to a point where we have to do it. But Benford would be the guy with the best skill set, I think, to do it. I don't think they're interested in doing it. He has the skill set. It's not Tredavious. So Tredavious, I would say it this way to any Bills fan. Think of what Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are and how they play. It's just so opposite from Tredavious White. That's not his game. He is not a put-him-in-the-box-go-tackle guys. He's not big enough. He's not physical enough. Um, he, he's a corner, and I think it would be way too much of an ask to do that. Thank you, Sal. Enjoy the night. All right, guys. You too. Thanks. That's our Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearance is always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? 803-0550. If you want in, Trey White, Jordan Poyer, Von Miller, what to do? Mike Schoep and the Bulldogs. Sabres at Panthers. Pre-game at 6 on WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 